Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher, author, and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a purposeful, sustainable way. So if you're looking for actionable, step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Today on the show, we're talking all things search engine optimization or SEO for your teacher pay teacher listings. We're going to talk about three practical ways that you can implement as soon as this podcast is over that are going to help you clean up and boost your product descriptions and product listings so that you can get found in the TPT search engine. We talked about this a little bit last week when we talked about getting your teacher's pay teacher store ready for back to school season. And one of the things that I said was to check the SEO on your top resources, or if you are a newer seller on resources that you believe should sell well during the first three months of the school year. And so today we're going to be talking about some basic, practical, but incredibly impactful ways that you can increase the SEO of your product descriptions. So let's dive right in. So number one is all about titles. Whenever I'm conducting audits for RTA or even free audits inside of the Rebranded Teacher Facebook group, one of the first things that I'll look at whenever we're looking at a product listing or specifically SEO is the title. And that's usually where I find the most mistakes. There's a lot of ambiguity that people feel about. How do I write a good title? What is it that I'm supposed to put in the title? What's important or necessary information that I should include, but then also how do I keep it search engine friendly? So I'm going to give you a recipe for writing a winning title. Are you ready? Here it goes. It's three things. Number one, the content. Number two, you want to include the resource type. And then number three in this one, this one's optional you might want to add an additional descriptor. Okay, so let me give you an example. I have a set of partner packs in my store. Each one of these partner pack activities contain three resources for a middle school math topic, okay? So partner pack is the term that I've given it because it's three different partner activities. However, nobody's going to search partner pack. So I keep it super, super simple. I take the content that's covered inside of the resource. So let's say area of composite figures. And then I take the resource type, their activities. And then I have the option of adding an additional descriptor if I wish, okay? So content covered, area of composite figures, resource type, it's an activity. So I could literally just title it area of composite figures activity or area of composite figures, in this case, activities, because it's a pack of activities. If I wanted to add an additional descriptor, I could pick from a whole host of different things. I could say they're printable, I could say they are no prep, or I could say that they are partner activities. I could pick one of those descriptors, but I'm not gonna pick all three. So I could have area of composite figures, partner activities, area of composite figures, no prep activities, or I could have area of composite figures, printable activities. And I could choose that for my title. Now, you may be asking yourself, yeah, but which one do I pick? Well, I've got to conduct some market research to figure out what is it that people are looking for the most. Are they more likely to type in printable activities, partner activities, or no prep activities? And whatever the answer to that question is, that's what my title is going to be. Let's talk about what I'm not going to put in there. I am not going to put partner packs 
inside of my listing, unless it's something that I think people are going to be searching for, which, spoiler alert, they're not because I started the term partner packs. So unless you're a follower of mine or you know about partner packs, you're not going to be typing that into the search engine. And the same goes for a lot of other descriptors. There are some things that I could put inside of my title that would accurately describe my resource, but people aren't going to be searching for it. Now, whenever I talk about this recipe for creating titles, this content plus resource type plus maybe an additional descriptor, I often get this question, and that is, how will people know what my resource is about? So for example, if you have a descriptor that you feel is pertinent to your resource, like maybe you have a specific theme and you have a product line of resources that are all incredibly similar, like maybe different digital decks of task cards that are all pretty similar. They all cover the same content, but they all have different themes. What do you do? Do you not put that in the title? My answer is no. I don't put that in the title. I wouldn't put it in the title because people aren't going to be searching for it. However, where I would put it is on the cover. So here's the difference between the title and the cover. The title is what people are going to be searching for. The cover is what you want people to know about your resource. I'm gonna say that again because I think it's really important. You title your resource based on what you believe people are going to be searching for, but you title your cover and you put the information on your cover that you want people to know about your resource. So if I have a set of digital task cards that cover the topic addition within 10 and they have a theme of flamingos, then I'm going to title my resource addition within 10 digital task cards. And then I'm going to put the flamingo on my cover rather than placing flamingo addition within 10 digital task cards inside of my title. Let's talk about number two. Number two is all about tagging grade levels and tagging your standards appropriately, okay? Now, TPT has been really upfront, and they've said you shouldn't be tagging more than four grade levels for any given resource. That There are some exceptions to that rule, obviously, with things like classroom decor and stuff like that that is not grade level specific. But they have specifically told us that with core content, you should not be tagging more than four grade levels. And that if you are tagging more than four grade levels, you could get penalized in your search engine rankings. Now, while they've said four, here's what I want to touch on for a moment. Let's think about if you were creating a search engine and you were wanting teachers to be able to find something that they could use and that they could implement immediately within their classroom and that they would be super satisfied with. You know, if you're a core content creator, that anybody who purchases a fifth grade resource that is tailored to seventh grade is not going to be super happy. But if they purchase a resource that is tailored for fifth grade and they are a fifth grade teacher using it in a fifth grade classroom, they're going to be much more satisfied with the product that they get because the language to both the teacher and the students are going to be catered to the grade that they're using it with. All right. So let's think about this for a second. If I were creating an algorithm that was designed to connect teachers with resources that they were going to be incredibly pleased with, and they're looking for a fifth grade resource, then I'm more likely to show them a resource that is tagged at a grade level that matches the standard that was tagged. Okay. Now my word is not gospel because obviously I did not create the TPT algorithm. But when I think about this from a logical standpoint, it makes a lot of sense to me 
that I should only be tagging a grade level if I can tag a corresponding standard. Now, obviously this only goes for core content, but if I'm a core content creator, which I would say the majority of TPT sellers are, then I only wanna tag a grade level if I can also tag a standard that goes along with it. I understand that you can, of course, use a fifth grade resource in sixth grade, and you could also use it for advanced fourth graders, but you know who also understands that? The teacher who's looking to teach a fifth grade topic. So if I'm a sixth grade teacher and I wanna review a fifth grade topic, as a buyer, I'm not gonna be turned off by the that that fifth grade topic that I wanna review is tagged for fifth grade and not also for sixth. But as a fifth grade teacher, if I see a resource that's tagged for fifth and sixth grade, I might be like, you know what? That might not meet my needs as a fifth grade teacher. Same goes for fourth. If I'm looking at a resource and it's tagged for multiple grade levels and I only teach the one grade level, I'm gonna wonder if the resource was actually catered to the grade level that I'm teaching. So I'm gonna challenge you to go and find a couple of resources that you have inside of your store. And check to see, first of all, did you tag the standards? If you can tag standards for them, you should be tagging standards for them. You should be tagging for Common Core and Texas State standards at the very least. The second thing that I want you to do after you've tagged your standards appropriately and you've made sure that you've tagged all of your standards is to go in and to check your grade levels. Are you tagging a second grade standard, but then checking the box that it's appropriate for fourth grade as well? If so, you might wanna reconsider that. Number three, let's talk about your snippet. Your snippet is just the first couple of lines of your product description, and it is incredibly important that you optimize that for search engine purposes. So those first couple of lines inside of your product description, that's visible from TPT search. And so that means that the buyer can read that while scrolling through the TPT search engine. So Teachers Pay Teachers looks really closely at that snippet because it tells them what you as a seller believes is most important for the buyer to know. And so if it's most important for the buyer to know that your product fits in with the keywords that they're searching for, then it's more likely that your product is gonna be a good fit. So a lot of times what I see is, I see people go in and they put something like, read this description very carefully before purchasing, or they'll say something like, this product has been updated, please re-download this product. And while that might be really important information for your buyer to know, or absolutely, we definitely want them to be reading the description carefully, it's not gonna help us rank any higher in the search engine. And even more importantly than that, it doesn't really communicate to the buyer what our product is all about. So I'm gonna encourage you to take a few minutes and really look at those first couple of lines inside of your product description and really make sure that you are using your keywords and your key search terms in a very natural conversational way within the first couple of lines of your snippet. So what we don't wanna be doing is we don't wanna be sticking the same keyword in three times within those first few lines. So I don't wanna say this solving equations activity will help your students with solving equations while you practice solving equations inside of the math classroom. Is it conversational? Somewhat. Is it natural language? No, it's certainly not. So we want to make sure that we are not 
sticking keywords in there just for the sake of sticking in keywords. We want to include them, but we don't want them to show up in every single sentence. So let's recap this real quick. Number one, you want to make sure your titles are search engine friendly. So if you have descriptors or things about your product that people aren't likely to type into the search engine, then you want to make sure those things are big, bold, and present on your cover rather than inside of your product title. The second thing that we talked about was tagging grade levels and standards appropriately. So the two should be tied together. You want to make sure that you are tagging standards at first and then tagging your grade levels based on the standards that you can tag for core subject areas. And then finally, we talked about your snippet, those first couple of lines of your product description. You want to make sure they are conversational. They use natural language that are going to include keywords that people would type into the search engine that match the description of your product. This is the part of the show where I answer real questions from real TPTers who are just like you in growing their Teachers Pay Teachers business. And today's question is from Cassie, who wants to know, how can I get more feedback from customers? She says, I probably receive a review for one out of every 10 purchases, if that. I've been including a page in my PDFs asking customers to leave a review and reminding them that they'll earn TPT credit for it. Well, here's the thing. We can't force buyers to leave feedback, and we're kind of limited on what all we can do to request feedback from them. But I'm going to tell you something. I know it kind of feels like a curse or a struggle that buyers aren't always leaving feedback, but I really believe that this is probably a blessing in disguise because a lot of times buyers who are coerced into leaving feedback oftentimes leave mediocre feedback, right? Those are the people who put three stars, great resource, and then walk away and never think a thing about it. Meanwhile, you're staring at a three-star review and wondering what on earth they didn't love about your product. So I think it's really great that buyers are leaving feedback on their own accord. The second thing that I want to talk about is it's really, really common to only have around 10% of your buyers leave feedback. And so if you're hovering around that 10% mark, trust me, that's pretty good. And if you're a newer seller, it may take even longer for you to see that 10% mark because a great deal of buyers only come back and leave reviews around the time of a TPT sale. I actually don't include on my sales page inside of my product inserts, I don't include asking them to leave feedback. Maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't. I just try to limit the amount of things that I'm asking my buyer to do inside of my product. There are two things that I feel like are more important than a buyer leaving feedback. The very first thing is I want them to go back to my store and buy more resources. So I'm going to leave a call to action for that. And the second thing would be to join my email list where guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask them to go back and buy more of my resources. And so if I'm going to ask my buyer to do something, I'm way more likely to ask them to do something that's going to make me more money versus asking them to go and to leave me a review. Because a review does not make or break a product. I promise you it doesn't. And it feels like, oh, if this resource could get just get more reviews, it would get into the hands of more people, more people would see it, more people would buy it. And while there is some truth to that, that reviews will help, the thing that's really going to help your product is getting purchased more. And so if your product isn't getting purchased, it's not gonna move up the ranks in the search engine no matter how many reviews it has. And so I would focus more on getting people to purchase your resources than I would to get them to review your resources because the reviews will come in time. But one of the things that you can do around the time of a sale is you can encourage people to take advantage of 
the TPT credit system. So TPT will give credits to anybody who leaves a review on products that they've purchased in the past. And so I would inform your buyers of this, do them a service, help them get more free money into their hands by leaving you a really nice review and get them ready to spend more money for you during the sale. So it's kind of a win-win-win. You get more reviews, the buyer gets more money, and hopefully you get more purchases because the buyer just earned money leaving you a review. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, do me a little favor and tell a friend about it or share about it on social media. I would really appreciate all of the support. Thank you to all of you who have left reviews on iTunes and who continually send me messages on Instagram and let me know how much you enjoy the podcast. It means so much to me. You guys are wonderful, and I will see you next week. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog, from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic growth, ditch the overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about rebranding Teacher Academy and how you can become a member. You can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.